This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Oh, I've really done absolutely no thinking about what I was going to say at the top of the show today. And that is going to be reflected in whatever rambling thing I have to say at this point. And I ask for your forgiveness. I tried to take a nap earlier. It didn't hold. I, you know, at least I just got to lie there and worry for an hour. Uh, So that counts. And We're just going to speed into the podcast. We're going to get into it. We're going to introduce the guest, and then we're going to have a good time. And then the next hour or so is going to be perfect. Our guest today is fantastic, and I'm so excited to speak to him. It's Harvey Guillen. Harvey, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thanks for having me. I am hanging by a thread, and I just need you here. We're going to have a wonderful time. My energy level's all over the map, and I don't know why. How are you doing? Well, I mean, I heard your intro, and I actually did take a nap, and I just woke up from it, and I feel fantastic. So I think we'll be balancing each other out really well. Harvey just storms onto the podcast to brag about his successful nap. Interesting. (laughs) What kind of nap are you taking? How long were you asleep? So I just flew in from New York, and boy, are my wings tired. Um, <laughs> the podcast is over. Uh, I took a, about a two-hour nap. It was a long weekend in New York for Comic-Con, and I got home, and it was pretty early, and the sun's out. I always feel weird taking a nap during the day, and I can feel that it's brought, like bright in daylight. So I just turned off all the lights and, and all the blinds in my room. And then I convinced myself, well, I could take a nap because it's it feels like nighttime. And uh, and yeah, I'm like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> just put the, the blanket over the bird's cage and it stops squawking. Yeah. <laughs> I You saying that makes me think uh, I do need the room to be dark when I take a nap. But a nap when it's actually dark outside is one of the most poisonous things I can do to myself. I, I agree. I mean, to, I mean, what what are we talking about there? You wake up so confused. I, I, I've done that where I think I'm going to. It's usually around the time where, uh, you know, uh, the time changes, like it's it gets dark earlier or and I say I'm going to take a nap and it's around 430 and the sun's still out, but it's fall. And then I wake up and I think it's it's 630 a.m. <laughs> And then I panic and I think that I've missed my call time and I wake up in a, in a, in a quick uh, jolt. And then I'm like, (laughs) and then I realize that I've only been asleep for about 45 minutes. (laughs) So disorienting. I mean, I guess this is, let's just take a minute to remind everyone that daylight savings are somewhere around the corner. Everybody buckle up. The time is about to shift in some way. I can't tell you exactly how, but, uh, it's a good little reminder. Now, Harvey, you were in New York for Comic-Con. You're in the show, What We Do in the Shadows. Have you ever been attacked by a fan? No, I've been very fortunate. Uh, knock on wood. But I've been very fortunate. I think the, the ones that, you know, because again, for the last 18 months, we weren't really out and about. 
uh, we didn't get to do like a promotion for the show. We didn't have a season uh, two um, or three premiere, like right. we, you know, a little party or whatnot. We haven't. We just had the premiere in season one, and we didn't have the party for the last two seasons. But the I was the one that really kind of catches you off guard is when you're walking in the street. Uh, I was walking in New York, and someone yells out Guillermo, and it's like you don't want to scream things in the street, and and then that kind of that's a little bit scary. But um, but also I try not to answer to Guillermo because that's not my name. <laughs> well, I think that's probably a good tactic, and you don't yeah. want to you don't want people to learn that you do respond to that. Yeah, I mean. A dog doesn't respond unless it's their name they're calling. <laughs> Not good. Harvey <laughs> is calling all of his fans dogs. No, Here I'm calling myself have... a dog. <laughs> Harvey has come onto this podcast to say the fans of the show are less no. than dogs. No, you're misunderstanding. You have to train I could... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm calling them dogs. They're all dogs. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh uh, no. But it's so great to like, you know, it's good to be called <laughs> something. Um and now going back to Comic Con, I uh were people in costume? Do they go in costume? Is this a thing? So, yeah. so there were people in costume and also masks. Is that so they're in costumes and masks. They have to wear a mask. Right. Uh, but they incorporate their mask to be part of their costume, which is really cool. Oh. Uh, so people get dressed up like the first question we got asked was someone dressed as a Guillermo. Uh, it was this young lady who was dressed as Guillermo and she you know, was really lovely. And she was like, first of all, I want to thank you so much for, you know, your Latinx queer representation. And it was so cool. And then there was another person who was dressed as Nandor and their mask was the beard. That Nandor oh, has. you're kidding. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So it was really perfect. And I was like, see, you can be very clever with your costumes. And, and most of the people go full out. Like in, at Dragon Con, I know somebody had spent uh, nine months on a costume. They had dressed like entirely like, uh, you know, Buzz Lightyear from uh, Toy oh, Story. Wow. and down to like the writing on the bottom of the heel down to you press the button it's the same recording if you press another button the wings open uh it was and they by hand like they just didn't professionally have this made they made them themselves so it's pretty pretty impressive that skill set to me is remarkable i can't sew a button right. i can't even sew a button. <laughs> let alone like constructing a thing whole cloth and it's not your actual job you just like do this on the side in your garage, you're putting together these professional level costumes. It's just so beyond. Actually, Halloween is around the corner. Are you going to dress up as anything? I don't know yet. I think I'm, I'm behind. I should be thinking about what I'm going to dress up because this is cutting it close. And I don't know where I'm going to be. I'm more likely to celebrate Dia de los Muertos, which is oh, November beautiful. 1st. And for that one, that's kind of a cool go-to because you just get a skull face painting uh, you know, uh, put some uh, cool thing in your hair, or if you don't, just comb it out nicely, and um, and then have some tacos and some uh, celebration with some friends. That's such an easier one where you get to just start with the base of a skeleton. Everybody yeah, gets you know to what be you're a, doing. right. <laughs> Halloween is such a free for all. It's so. I mean, there are too many options. I need a fence. I need to be fenced in to make my choices. Jump over to November 1st. Just yeah. jump over to <laughs> it be might a little be more time for me. Yeah. <laughs> what was the, can you remember a recent Halloween costume? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Memory. The last Halloween I could celebrate, I did like Caesar. I think it was Caesar, Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So were you just wearing like a toga and like a, Halo, like a, a like gold a leaf, leaf halo, halo, leaf crown. Yeah, and um, and I think I I had um, brought like a salad and I had a sign like um, please toss my salad or something. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> we all love Caesar. We love Little Caesar. When was the last time you went to Little Caesars? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I went to Little Caesars. Um, oh, maybe a couple years ago. My friend lives in Echo Park and. Uh, Adrian and Denise, shout out to them. Um, oh, my favorite lesbian couple. Uh, and they were hanging out at their place down the street, and there's like a drive through Little Caesars, which I never oh, seen. Oh, I've before. never heard of such a thing. I've never heard of such a thing. And it's there. You go to Echo Park, there's a drive through Little Caesars. And I was running late, and they're like, Yeah, we're going to hang out. And I think I was like, I'll just 
get something on the way, like, you know, to bring to the get together. And that was the, the quickest, like three minute, <laughs> like party favor drive through that I've ever been through. Like the pizzas are ready to go. You just say pull up and you cheese or pepperoni, some breadsticks, and uh, you are good to go on your life of the party. <laughs> I uh, haven't, I, you know, I haven't been to Little Caesars in a long time, so I couldn't speak to the quality, but I am curious uh, because it's so easy. And we love the pizza, pizza element. We yeah. love saying pizza, pizza. We love pizza, pizza. We love the Little Caesar man. <laughs> How was the pizza for you? Um, you know what? It actually tasted better later in the evening when a couple of, you know, spirits were served. And oh, later in the course. evening, you're like, you know what? This is, and you start having a conversation with a stranger across from you and just like, this is really good. This is really good. <laughs> like, this is really good pizza. Because like, and then you're like, the next day, you're like, oh, God, what do I feel like? <laughs> uh, nothing against Little Caesars. Obviously, that's not their fault. But I just remember that it was, it tasted fine. It wasn't like anything to write home about. I think it's good pizza to have when it's like a long day uh, and you hang out with people and it's like, you don't care. Well, you don't care for your, what your taste buds touch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's something I appreciate about a little Caesars is I really feel like they know exactly what they are. They're not trying to they do their anything brand. beyond just fine for drunk people. No frills. Like, it's also like, you should know what you're getting. I mean, it's for, you know, for the val like the price that you're paying, it's great value for five bucks. Oh my bucks, God, it's you're getting almost nothing. It's almost nothing. And if you're paying five bucks and getting a full pizza and it's edible, I think Little Caesars, you're doing a great job. Like you are feeding, you know, people, you're feeding America. Uh, <laughs> but uh, quick drive through before because you didn't make enough time in your schedule because that's on you. Absolutely. Little Caesars for the win. And I also, I remember enjoying the crazy bread, uh, which is a wild name for a food. Yeah. See, I like the crazy bread. That one I could, yeah, that's fine with me. It reminds me of like, an olive garden bread, which a little better, I think, even like, you know, those breadsticks, although Olive Garden gives them to you for free. Right. You That's go to the Olive thing garden. Olive Garden That's has over thing. Little Caesars, but Olive Garden doesn't yet offer a drive through. So I think we got to be yeah, 50 50 here. Like, I don't know who's winning, but <laughs> <laughs> now that we've pitted them against each other, hopefully this is the next great rivalry. That makes no sense. I mean, it's barely two restaurants who are vaguely Italian. <laughs> And just us in a circle going, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, Harvey, mm -hmm. you agreed to be on this podcast recently, and I was very excited. I thought, Harvey's so funny, seems really sweet. I'm sure it'll be a fine time. And then we'll just get to, you know, go our separate ways uh, having not hurt each other's feelings or stepped on any toes. And so it came to my surprise recently. I received an envelope in the mail addressed mm -hmm. to me. And I was thinking, I look at the return address and it says H. Gian. I assumed this isn't Hannah. This isn't, uh, I'm already running out of H names. It, this couldn't possibly be from Harvey. Um, how would Harvey even know my address? Um, I, I host, as you're aware, a podcast called I Said No Gifts. Um, mm -hmm. And I assume, uh, you know, in the various email correspondence, uh, this came to your attention. But then apparently my producer, Annalise, God bless their soul, has been roped into this as well because my address was given to you. And this envelope is now in my possession and i can only assume based on almost no information that this is a gift to me and so i'm going to just confront you now harvey is this a gift for me uh guilty it is, it is a <laughs> okay gift to you. i couldn't i could not uh you know have uh, this visit and not it's 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 hospitality you bring something you know when you first come to someone's home and so this is what i had to do Oh, interesting. Okay. Hospitality, uh, tomato, tomato, I'll say, because to <laughs> me, this just feels like a slap in the face. Um, <laughs> but would you like me to open it here on my show? Yes, that, I think that's great. I think it'd be great if you open it. Oh. 
Okay, I'm going to get into it. It's in a, I will say, a very luxurious ready post envelope. This isn't your, you know, your traditional crappy envelope. Um, I'm going to rip into it here. I'm going to get, I can feel it through the package and I'm going to say it's like, uh, it's, I don't know. It could be like, uh, it's maybe 12 inches long. I don't know. Let's see what's happening here. <laughs> I'm going to, Ooh, it's got a pull to open. I love a pull to open tab. I hope that somehow registered on the mic because. Oh yeah. So it was satisfying. Nice sweet. Okay. Yeah. We're getting into it here. Oh, <laughs> This is incredible. This is this is some real uh, beautiful self-promotion happening here, which I and also so seasonally appropriate. And do you garden? I do. This is a gardening stake. Yeah, this is a wooden stake I've been given here, which I mean, truly could go in any direction. I was gardening. Well, no, I'm a big gardener, so um, that's actually great for if you have little like um, tomato or corn or anything growing. You put one of those <laughs> down, and you put the name on it, and you know exactly what you planted there. Harvey, I refuse to believe this is a gardening tool. What do you mean? I mean, actually, you know what? We're going to talk about gardening for a minute here. You opened the gardening door. I was, you know, earlier very bored. Decided to do a little bit of gardening, dumped some dirt in a pot that needed some more dirt. That's basically what I do to garden. Did you put a seed in there? No, there was a, uh, so what was in there was a plant that has kind of just been desperately, um, hanging on for months, <laughs> um, which I think it came from a bigger pot, a bigger plastic pot, no, a smaller plastic pot. And I put it into a bigger orange, you know, terracotta pot and then did you know, the bare minimum by not putting any more dirt in. So that's what I was, that's literally what I was doing with my afternoon. I was gardening. So you've come to the right place. So I actually, the gift is pretty appropriate then to your lifestyle. This is a perfect gift. Yeah, I th that's what I thought. So, uh... well, we, we've got a lot surrounding this wooden stake, but we're in the gardening territory right now. Do you garden at all? Do you like yard work? I, I like I like gardening. My dad had a real green thumb and uh, taught us how to garden really early on. Uh, so we grew up all over. But when we used to live in Esperia, California, he would grow strawberries and corn. We had like an acre because uh, it's pretty cheap to live out there. So you had like all this land, but it's also the desert. So it needed a lot of water. Right. Um, so he would water these plants daily, like drench these plants because it would, uh, you know, dry up pretty quickly. But he somehow managed to like have, we had like the only green garden in the neighborhood because we wasted so much water. <laughs> You're the reason for the California drought. I think that's what we had to move eventually. <laughs> but um, we had corn and we had strawberries and we had apple trees. Like the apple tree was already there when we got there, which is so cool that an apple tree can grow in the middle of the desert. But um, I just remember he, he loved gardening and he just, it was his quiet time. And he uh, loved doing it with us and we loved doing it with him. And my mom still like, you know, does uh, plants and pots and stuff to this day. But I remember that you can use those then You can put a little thing on it. It's like corn or, you know, whatever you're growing in that area. Cause sometimes you forget what you plant in what area. So that was a little divider. Um, and, you know, so that's the main reason why I send you that gift. I, uh, I am such a chaotic gardener where I'll like go, I'll just be wandering around the hardware store, whatever, pick up random seeds, take them home, throw them in the garden. And then months later, they're growing and I have no idea what they were. See, yeah, there you go. So that's probably what. So this is actually a great gift for you because I thought, you know, I would want this because I, I would forget as well. Like corn, when did I grow corn, you know, <laughs> or sometimes you would mix in like in one location, it'd be like a pumpkin growing and then it'd be like a corn, you know, husk right behind it. And it's like those, what, how did those even, that was down <laughs> It's a beautiful fall landscape, though. Yeah, very nice, very pretty. I think those are my favorite uh, plants, though. I think the fall, like, you know, uh, the corns and the apples and the pumpkins and sound like a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> You're freestyling uh, fall vegetables. And morning. the green grass grows all around. All around. <laughs> um, do you currently garden or is it uh, something in your past? Um, not currently. I, uh, I'm, I'm working right now, but I do have plants that I water. 
here in Toronto, um, the house has a couple of different plants and the garden in the front doesn't need a lot of maintenance, but it is nice to have nature around and it's fall now here. So everything's starting to, you know, the leaves starting to fall and it's not, it's not a gardening uh, season right now. All right. And how long are you going to be in Toronto for? Till like late December. Okay. So this season, um, we shot two seasons in one year. Oh, we, you're kidding. We were off for a couple, you know, several months because of the, that, the P word. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and now we're trying to catch up. So by the end of this year, I've spent 10 months here in Toronto. So it's, wow. uh, I, 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 I'm Canadian now. I live here yeah, now. Fully. <laughs> and have yeah. it, I feel like the winter there must be completely brutal. It is pretty harsh. Uh, we do a good job of, uh, we learned our lesson after the first year here. We're, you know, we're filming our fourth season right now. After the first season, we learned our lesson. A lot of the people who work on the show are not from Canada. They're from like New Zealand and sunny California and even London. Like they, they have winters, but they were like, this is brutal. Oof. But uh, we, we learned our lesson. So if you notice in the first season, we had a lot of outside scenes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just an immediate yeah, that changed quickly. We still have them outside, but like, um, but I don't mind it because I grew up in SoCal and uh, we don't really get snow unless you go into the mountain. I think I didn't see snow in person until I was probably 16. Oh, that's uh, a, you're a late snow bloomer. I'm a late, late snow bloomer. Um, also, my family had no desire to be in the snow. Right. Like they're like, uh, we spend like Thanksgiving at the beach, you know, yeah. or we spend like, so everyone else would be like, you know, uh, snowboarding and we'd be in the water at the beach. So it, it never appealed to us. And it, it always appealed to me as something like, oh, I just want to make a snow, you know, snowman or a snow angel and and after um, experiencing that, I like visiting uh, winter <laughs> at least once a year. I like I like the changing of the seasons. I like fall in, you know, here they have a fantastic fall as well in New York, you know. So uh, I like the seeing how it's changing and the years changing because in California, you could, you know, be in a coma for six months and wake up and think it's summer and it's December. <laughs> 24th you know the only way to tell time has passed in los angeles is through billboards yeah just the changing of the billboards (laughs) the change that's the changing of the guards the changing (laughs) of the billboards (laughs) otherwise it's essentially just one long week that you just uh, life is one week and yeah one sunny bright week (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think uh it's nice to be able to travel somewhere for winter knowing you can get out whenever i go home for the holidays the moment I'm scraping snow off of a windshield or the threat of having to clear a driveway, I'm we're done. just like, please get me out of here as quickly as possible. Yeah. It's just that it adds, you know, chores to your day. Like you in LA, you're like, I'm running late for a coffee meeting or uh, an audition or what, whatnot. Or go to the grocery store down the street for, a, you know, a peanut butter jar. Like it's a planning. Like you have to like, the shovel and uh, clearing the pathway for your vehicle and make sure that it doesn't slide on ice and make sure that there's no ice on your window. Like you need to add an extra 45 minutes just oh. to get ready. And I barely leave the door. I like rush out of the door in in eight minutes, you know? So it's like, uh, it doesn't work for me because then I'd always be late all the time. <laughs> right. I mean, I look at every time I leave my house, uh, as the rough draft, because I know as soon as I get to my car, I will remember that I needed something else in the house. So I know the first trip to the car is just kind of a loose idea of leaving. And then I'll go back in the house and come back out with my keys or my wallet or whatever thing that I've left in, in the house. So I can't have another thing in the way. It's just too much for me. Mm-mm. Now back to the wooden stake. Let's, let's talk about vampires for a minute. Oh, if you want. Okay. Before the show, did you have any idea? Uh, any like, what was your knowledge of vampire culture? Um, I mean, I think like everyone, you know, I had just seen basically um, Twilight the series. That was one of them. I had seen, you know, Interview with the Vampires, my favorite vampire movie, which is ironic. But that's all I really just knew was like old timey or the 
in 90s one or the recent one. So it was like three levels of like vampire uh, <laughs> entertainment. And <laughs> it was like, you want the original Dracula or you want like, you know, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, or you want like, you know, Team Colin or Team Edward or Team Jacob or, you know, right. all of that. Have you, do you feel like you've learned anything about vampires doing this or are you just getting in and getting out? No, I've learned a lot. Like, I think we're following the rules of, um, you know, uh, original vampires. <laughs> and it's really cool. You know, and, I, and sometimes we'll be shooting a scene and, and think about like, oh, they can't have a reflection in the mirror. So you, you're going to be like, oh, this is going to look so cool. Because I didn't even think about the idea that you can't see them in there. So we just um, had an episode that aired where everyone's doing an activity in front of a mirror and they're all vampires. And then you look at the mirror, the camera pans over and things are floating in right. the mirror because obviously they're not there yeah so it's very very fun to play with um but i i love all vampire folklore so <laughs> yeah it's a fascinating world to me do you have a favorite like type of monster or whatever witches ghosts vampires i don't think you're i actually don't think you're allowed to say vampires here i'm making that one rule oh okay um i think i like witches i think it's uh the closest thing that I think as humans that we could be like, yeah, you could totally be a witch. Like you don't have to look <laughs> a certain way. You have to have a pointy hat or flying a broom. Um, and and I do believe that there's witches, you know, and I think that that's cool. <laughs> um, is there mummies walking around? I don't know. Is there zombies? I mean, I guess that's, uh, you know, it's arguable. Like some people could be walking zombies the way they behave. But I think that witches is probably the closest thing to, that could happen. That could definitely, and I think it does. And then there is witches. So uh, all witches out there, um, hope you're having a good fall harvest. <laughs> I want more stereotypical witches wandering around. I feel like the world would be better off if there were like, just yeah. thousands 1600 of... <laughs> style dresses and hats right. and all that and brooms and, and okay. <laughs> I don't think anyone would complain about that. I think I would add just an extra layer of sinister whimsy to the planet yeah i think it's cool i think it's like you know i remember watching uh bubble bubble toil and trouble with the olsen twins <laughs> what what is that and that was like a kids movie and i was like whoa kids can be witches and i was um easily you know fooled and uh <laughs> but they they were pointing hats they did in the movie okay. and i was like that's that's only that was brand recognition that's when i was like witch 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 <laughs> And I could, you know, uh, call them out on that. But they look so cool. It looks like, you know, uh, so much fun. So maybe that maybe they do wear that attire for special ceremonies, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe behind yeah. closed doors. Or Now I'm picturing modern day Mary Kate and Ashley as witches. And I feel like they could pull it off easily. A hundred percent. Mary Kate and Ashley reach out. They're billionaires. They can do whatever they want. They could do it. They could actually bring that fashion back, you know, make it so cool and mainstream. Oh, easily. They just have to, like, you know, scream at uh, some member of their corporation and they'll get it, uh, you know, onto the assembly line. That'll be yeah. spring fashion. <laughs> coming this fall, oh, coming this spring. <laughs> yeah, I feel like spring is the time you want to launch kind of a witchy fashion, a full tilt witch. Mary Kate and <laughs> Ashley, I'm available to consult. <laughs> um harvey well this is uh very exciting i have something that doubles i love you know an item that can do multiple things i can garden i can stab someone uh i can do this object really does it all where did you get this thing home depot yeah you can go to home depot and get it um go to any gardening you know uh supply store and get them so I think it's also secretly where, you know, vampire killers go shopping. Right. So if you see somebody yeah. in like a leather trench coat wandering through a Home Depot, you know, that yeah. they're like, they've got a crossbow. They're looking for the stakes. Yeah. And they're asking where the holy water is and garlic. Right. I think we yeah. We nailed right. it. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I think it's time to play a game. Okay. We're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse. I need a number from you between one and ten. Three. Okay, I have to do a little bit of light calculating. I have to get our game pieces to play with. 
So in the meantime, you can promote something. You can recommend something. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. Um, if you're not caught up with the current season, you should definitely catch up with what we do in the shadows, airing on FX or next day on Hulu, because what we do in the shadows is the show for you. So, <laughs> Arvi, I've got what we're dealing with here. And yes, uh, he's recommended what we do in the shadows. If you haven't seen it, it's a wonderful show, etc. But that's neither here nor there. We need to play the game. <laughs> I'm going to name three things. and You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And now you have to realize that there are correct answers. This isn't just about Harvey's opinion. This isn't how Harvey sees the world. This is how I know the world and my uh, I have the correct answers. So be very careful. <laughs> okay. To lose this game would be devastating to you and your loved ones. So just be careful. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, this first one's a listener suggestion. Megan has written in, she's suggested gift or a curse, full emails in the subject line. So that, what we're looking at here is somebody writing an entire email in the subject line, uh, gift or a curse? A curse. Absolutely curse. And why? Uh, no, because I, I, I'd rather just have it be like, you know, subject uh, whenever you have time or <laughs> not important or uh, urgent, then that's that goes on top of my list and I want to click on that and open it. Uh, I don't want to read. No, no, no. That's a person. <laughs> look, this is obviously an emotional issue for Harvey. Um, yeah, it's a trigger. <laughs> look, very triggering. I'm, uh, it sounds like you've received some haunting emails in the past. Uh, and I'm going to try to be sensitive here, but you're wrong. I think oh. these are absolutely a gift. I mean, what a wild, uh, just maniac thing to do to write a full email in a subject line. What are we doing? What are we talking about? I love the idea of somebody getting in their email and typing out 50 paragraphs in the subject line. And then you click on the email and it looks, I mean, it's just bonkers to look at that sort of thing. <laughs> Is there periods or just like right. running? It's like, what was this? What was the sender going through when they were sending this email? And if they were in such a rush, why did they take so much time to? I, I, it's just so, you know, I love imagining the inner life of somebody who writes an email in the subject line. I mean, it's, you know, probably occasionally by mistake, but I also think it's a real particular type of person who just gets in there and gives you, you know, their book proposal in the subject line. It's too much, and I love it. I, uh, I welcome all emails where the entire thing is just dumped in the subject line. Send them to me. I love them. I'm a person who doesn't use any... I don't do a subject line. I don't think that it's necessary. Do you put subject lines? I feel like it's so formal. I, 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 I don't think I do because I want you to open the mail <laughs> and you don't know what prize you got or bad news if you don't open the package. And I don't want to give you any inkling or I don't want to give you uh, a maybe I'll open this later. It's like, oh, I got an email and it has no, oh, I better open this. <laughs> and if you didn't open it, then it's like, so you just ignored the email altogether. You didn't even think about the headline. You didn't Rude. think about the it was rude. And so I find more times and less my emails uh, get read uh, faster that way. <laughs> I'm uh, totally on board with that. I, I feel like the subject line is from days past. Or it's like you, it's like you don't have a relationship with the person where it's like, I've, I don't know, it feels very markety to me. Yeah. So. I do forget how to be like conversational in an email. Uh, so, you know, the, I hope this email finds you well. Uh, I I never do that. No, um, no, no, no. I, so I usually go straight to the points like, you know, if I email my sister or something or whatever about work and it's like, do you know where I left that laptop? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Or if I email someone a question, my team or something like an agent or something, it's just like, 
when was it auditioning? <laughs> it was just like, not like, hello, good afternoon. <laughs> Some weather we're having, you know, and it's like crazy. It's like happy almost weekend. <laughs> just like, no, 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 like that's I, not happening. I don't, I don't do the small talk. And then people write back to me and they kind of are a little passive aggressive. Like, uh, I have a friend who writes back is a like, good morning, Harvey. <laughs> Trying How to teach you. you? Yeah. And it's like trying to teach me and it's just like, don't you teach me a lesson? <laughs> I asked you a question and I'm just going straight forward. I'm not trying to waste your time because if I waste your time by, you know, a, 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 a urgent message is the first thing you read. And then it's, hello, how's your morning going? Crazy weather we're having, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's like, like, where did this urgent go? Yeah, the urgency is no longer there. It's always there. The reason I sent an email is because it was urgent. I wanted to get information or give you information. It wasn't just to like, just stopping by to have a nice email chat. Hope you're sitting down because I this is a long one. <laughs> yeah, it's like pounding on the door. Then the person opens. And you're like, oh, so nice to see. You. Yes. Okay, Harvey. Well, okay. So, so far you're doing a horrible job of this game and that's fine. <laughs> Number two, gift or a curse. This is another listener suggestion. Someone named Aaron wrote in, gift or a curse, guided tours through museums. I think that's actually a gift because uh, I might have missed something on my own tour. <laughs> like I might, <laughs> like on my own self-guided tour, I might have got up to a painting and be like, that's cool, and then kept walking. <laughs> and, <laughs> which I think I've done hundreds of times. And then I was actually, this is actually true because I was in Mexico city and I went to the Diego Rivera museum with my friend, April Ibarra. And we were walking around like, this is so cool. And I'm like, okay, we just like dismissed it. Like after maybe like, a 60 seconds of looking at one painting we're like okay we got to go to this one and then there was a gentleman next to us and was like do you know what that means and i was like no but i have a feeling you're gonna tell us he's like, i'm a professor at the local university for art and i was like oh he's like you see how he bought and he give gave us a whole guided tour like on the spot of the whole museum because he knew everything about these paintings stuff that i would have never known really specific to his art um also, this guy could have just been full of BS. And right. just, I, I, that's and then, what I like to imagine. This was just a total fraud. Yeah. And it was like a security guard. Like, there he is. The guy. <laughs> They're just chasing him through the museum. <laughs> and he's just giving false information about the mural, which I like to think that that was probably the case. That makes for a more interesting story. But uh, the stuff that he was saying was pretty, uh, it made sense. The way he described it, it made sense. So I think that it's a gift because uh, I... I don't uh, presume to know everything or seem to know everything about uh, art or, or stuff like that. And, and if you're a professional, then I would like a professional's opinion. <laughs> um, look, you've given this beautiful little defense of your answer. Unfortunately, Harvey, oh my gosh. look, I, the guided <laughs> tour through a museum is too much pressure for me. Uh, suddenly I have to look, I understand expertise, knowledge, the person that's lovely to have that all shared with me. I like to do things on my own timetable. I, I, if there was a guided tour through a museum where the person was like, you can just drop out whenever you want, that might be something I could deal with. But getting slowly pulled for, through a museum, I don't know that I can do that. For me, it's a curse. Uh, not, not for me. Again, I, I can't just say for me, this isn't personal. <laughs> this is an objective truth. It's a curse. <laughs> I mean, you just heard it's not a curse for me. <laughs> Harvey, I, what are we talking about? Your opinion does not come into account here. But you have given, if anyone sees me wandering around a museum with strangers uh, telling them, you know, facts about the art, you know what, where the, this all began. Okay, well, Harvey, you've got one final chance. I, I would hate to see you walk away from this game with zero points. <laughs> but you made the rules. I... What are we even talking about? I feel like you're pointing a lot of fingers here. And okay, okay, okay. I can still can this be worth like double the points if I This get, is right? gonna be worth one point. You can walk away with 33% here. <laughs> this is another listener suggestion. Olivia has written in Gift or a curse Keurigs, you know, the coffee machines with the little plastic cups. Um, I'm gonna say curse because uh I don't really drink coffee. And second, I, I don't think I, I, mean, I guess it's simple enough to make it. I don't know how to make it because I don't make coffee. I think I'm the only person I know that doesn't 
drink off Kayvon, my um, uh, fearless leader on our show, uh, Nandor, he loves coffee. And he just recently, uh, they just recently asked us if we wanted coffee makers uh, for the set. And I think I was the only person who said no <laughs> in your trailer. And they're like, do you want a coffee maker in your trailer? And everyone's like, oh, I love like Natasha. She likes a good kettle for tea. Uh, Kayvon loves coffee. So he got the machine. And I think I was just like, can I get like uh, chocolate abuelita, which is like hot Mexican hot chocolate. Oh, delicious. <laughs> but you make it yourself with like milk and whatnot. But I don't think I would go for the machine, unfortunately. So I think it's a curse because then um, I would... I would want to use it. I think I want to use it all the time and I get addicted to coffee. And then I want, I need my, I be jonesing for some Joe in the morning. <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm like, get your hand off of it. You know, and if I saw someone else <laughs> touching the coffee machine, I get erratic. And I was like, it's not your coffee machine. It's mine. And like, I, I think it's a curse. I think that I, I'm starting a crusade here. And I think you can join me today. You can change your life if you make the choice in the first step. Wow. You did it. You're not walking away in total shame. I think those machines are garbage. I hate Yay! those machines. They take like <laughs> I love coffee. What they're producing is essentially printer ink. I mean, it tastes like burnt plastic. Uh, there's no there is no reason those things should exist. We have we figured out how to make coffee years ago. I do not need the uh, ugh, anytime that's presented to me, I'm furious. And they're kind of positioned as this luxury product. No, yeah. it tastes like crap. No, thank you. In hotel rooms, they're in every hotel. It's like, oh. how many people have used this machine? And how when was the last time it was like washed thoroughly? Right. Just like, you know, it's like you get a coffee machine in your room and it's like, I don't want that. Like, it's like, I'll just, I'll go get coffee. <laughs> I'll just order, I'll order coffee. Yes. I can make the hot coffee. Yeah. What you're saying to me is now making me think the Keurig is the taste of a Radisson Inn. That's what you're tasting, a, a cup full of Marriott. Um, it tastes yes. like, a, like a stale hotel room. No, thank you. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100% agree. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, as badly as you did on the first two, you made it up in an enormous way on number three. I would love to say you won the game. You clearly lost. Um, yeah. But that's anyway. fine. At least you, it, I think everybody's excited with the way this ended. I yeah. can speak for the listener here. You speak for everyone. <laughs> I speak for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has 7 billion listeners and they're all on my side. Um, okay, well, this is the final part of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No G. Oh, good Lord, I'm running out of steam here. They write into I Said you No need a Keurig. <laughs> I need. <laughs> uh, I should be drinking plastic coffee right now. It's 7 p.m. Um, they write into I said no gifts at gmail.com. They all have different issues, this kind of thing. They drag me into it. They drag you, the guest, into it. And then we do our best to solve their problems. Will you help me answer some problems? Sure. Okay. This first one says, Dear Bridger and distinguished guest. Oh, that's a nice way to uh, describe nice. you. Uh, I am hoping for your guidance through a precarious situation. During the grand shutdown, I was given the gift of a job by a friend and colleague. I've been trying to think of a way to thank this person, but he has been resistant to anything I've come up with. His name is Max, and last week he got married to a lovely person named Kelsey. Oh, we're getting a lot of characters in this email. We've got a Max and a yeah. Kelsey so far. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was unable to track down the registry to covertly send them something. One thing that I know is, oh, now this is nice. One thing that I know is he loves your podcast. I said no gifts. Okay, well, I'm on Max's side here. So I was wondering, would you consider simply saying congratulations, Max and Kelsey, as I'm sure it would make his day? Okay, interesting. Well, I think thank you just said it. Well, uh, <laughs> I can clearly edit that out. Uh, thank you so much for this podcast. Says I'm also a big fan. Okay, be well. Someone named Dave. Dave, you've, I mean, you've kind of tricked me into saying the sentence. Very well, well done. Well played, Dave. Well played. <laughs> you used my reading against me, Dave. And just my, uh, you know, if I had known in advance, I would have just skipped that sentence and then considered. But now I've just been fooled into saying it. Uh, I mean, okay, but look, you, you've done a good job of fooling me. I'll say it again. Congratulations, Max and Kelsey. I hope everybody is happy with what they've done to me here. 
but I have a question. Yeah, if let's they're hear such it. good friends, weren't you invited to the wedding and weren't you given the registered list? And <laughs> <laughs> Harvey brings up an excellent point. Dave, I don't know that Max is your friend. <laughs> you're good of a friends like you thought you were i feel like we've discovered something about your relationship here that's <laughs> devastating it sounds like every time you were insisting on giving them a gift they just said no stay away <laughs> just don't give us anything we don't want anything from you and you kept insisting and did you go to the wedding because it sounds like they had a wedding and you were trying to go to it and you didn't get the registry because you weren't invited to the wedding dave get max wants you as far away from him as possible he's regretting getting you this job this is we're on our way to an hr issue he doesn't know how to tell you that it's over. Oh, God. This is embarrassing for you. It's scary for Max and his new wife. And Harvey is now part of the equation. He didn't have any plan on being in this at all. I solved this mystery as soon as the clues came oh. in. I really like Nancy Drew and Harvey boys this. Dave, when somebody doesn't share their wedding registry with you, it's time to move on from the relationship. Because most people will give their registry to just about anyone. They're looking for people to buy these goods. They don't, they don't post it. Oh, it's information. I've seen registries on like online that people just like, feel free to Venmo us, whatever you have, (laughs) send us a gift. And if someone's keeping away that information. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm glad we brought Harvey into this actually, because this is some real clarity for everybody involved. I Mm -hmm. can't believe this. I mean, this is hopefully, I mean, what if he's using you for forgiveness for something? Like you just made this like, see, I got him to say it. I got him to say <laughs> congratulations. Now you're an accomplice. <laughs> Max, we're friends again. We're friends, right? <laughs> You'll sit with me at the uh, office lunch. Dave, Dave, Dave. A devastating day for Dave's all around. Uh, look, I don't know that we can go on to another question at this point. I feel like this has been such a bleak devastating thing that we're not gonna we're not i don't even want to see what the next person has to say because what if it's another tragedy let's hope let's let's see do you want to see let's give it a shot we'll give it a a shot shot. you can always edit this question (laughs) (laughs) okay this next one this is a short one so this will be okay this is dear bridger and marvelous guest well people are really you know going all out for harvey here this person says my son turns five next month Oh, okay. So first off the bat, I think this might be one of our first child gift giving situations. This is interesting to me. Okay. So my son turns five next month and is now at the age where he can truly appreciate a good gift. He's an old soul in a tiny body and likes Peter Rabbit, construction vehicles, and poetry, especially poems by Robert Louis Stevenson. I want to get him a memorable gift. What do you suggest? Uh, Regards, Quinn. Okay, this is a nice thing. We're getting a, yeah. a gift for a kid. Look, uh, the, a kid that loves Peter Rabbit and poetry. It sounds like a nice little soul. Yeah. What do we get the five-year-old? Do you have any like nieces or nephews? I do. Um, I think for their fifth birthday, I took them to Disneyland mm. because they're old enough to appreciate the magic of it. So I would recommend... For uh, an old soul in a five-year-old body, uh, a future membership to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have. They're a thinker. They're gonna have a lot of uh, questions, and you know, if they're an old soul. They're probably already like midlife by five. <laughs> <laughs> right. And look, speaking from experience, Quinn, your son is gay. <laughs> uh, I mean. I don't want to speculate. Uh, I've only been given so many details here. But we're basically describing... The Peter Rabbit, the, the poetry. poetry, the construction... I mean, the construction <laughs> vehicles is like, you know, that could be a red herring. I don't know. But I'm just talking from my own, as a previous gay five-year-old, I'm just saying, your um, son is gay. And perfect, uh, today's uh, uh, coming National out. coming out day. National coming out day. So look, everyone, this could be... Quinn's son aside, it's a a good thing to do. Yeah. But uh, I think get a nice book of, 
How about T.S. Eliot's uh, book of the cat book about with all the books, uh, poems about cats? That's a fun one for kids. Yeah, then or that, take him to go take him to go see cats. Well, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> the, the play, the musical is based on the book that we're setting up a lifetime here for this gay child. Yeah. And if he's not gay, he's just a wonderful straight man uh, with excellent taste. Win win. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, do you have anything else? Uh, now, do you have some devastating re- revelation that you've gathered from the clues here? I mean, I don't know you personally, but are you sure this is your son? Like maybe it was a switch. Right. Uh, Quinn, it's another thing to consider. Yeah. This could easily have been swapped in the hospital. Because you're you sound surprised by like, you know, how lovely they are. It's like, this isn't my offspring. Right. <laughs> right. So Quinn, uh DNA test, it's never too early. That's what you should get. That's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> your five-year-old, a nice memorable gift for your five-year-old. 20 years, he'll look back and wonder, why did mom get me a DNA test in kindergarten? And then there's a whole mystery for him to unravel. It's a gift that he can look like that will last for years. It's a mystery that he has to live with. Mm -hmm. And there's no greater gift. Yeah. Quinn, you've gotten excellent advice from us. Harvey, you and I did a terrific job. Yeah. That's the end of those questions. Harvey, this is the end of the podcast. I have this wonderful steak that's multi-use, uh, you know. Mostly gardening. It's for gardening. It though. is for gardening yeah. until the worst happens. But you're ready because you have tomatoes and you have a steak if someone attacks you. Right. So. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I've had a wonderful time. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Listener, as usual, the podcast is about to come to an end. Your heart is racing. You're panicking about what you'll do next. And uh, I'm not going to give you any advice today. I need you to, uh, you know, go and fly on your own. Take care. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 